The Breakdown with Bethany is a mom.com podcast. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of The Breakdown with Bethany. I'm Bethany Braun-Silva, and today my guest is my friend and fashion designer, Stacey Eagle. Stacey is an amazing fashion designer and the founder of Boy Meets Girl. And we're going to be talking, of course, all things fashion, style, how Stacey got her start, and her new book, Embracing the Calm in the Chaos. So stay tuned. you and I seriously talked like face to face got into it actually on your podcast in March of 2020 like can you believe that like how much has happened well you were last in person I might have been the last or the second to last but like right there like the world was just shutting down crazy and like I think that same time was that did you come to my roots boy meets girl fashion show I don't know I did I did. That was the like the right before. Right before. I feel like our worlds. I mean, wow. I know. But okay. So, Stacy, you do so many things. I mean, really, like the list goes on and on. But let's hear it from you. If um, tell us about your background. We want to hear about Boy Meets Girl. We want to hear about everything. And of course, we're going to lead into the book a little bit later. But like, tell us everything. We want to. I want to. We want to know. You're such a fascinating woman. <laughs> I get down. Um, well, first of all, this is so exciting. So congrats on your podcast. And thank you for having me. And um, I can't wait for our in, in IRL, in real life, you know, meeting again, which will be soon. Um, so Boy Meets Girl, I started in 2001. Uh, we are an impact fashion brand, lifestyle. People call us streetwear. People call us athleisure. You can call me whatever you want. Um, what does impact mean? It We bring conversation through the brand uh, to elevate stories of people from all walks of life, nonprofits um, as well, and really showcasing, you know, different people and organizations so that the youth can learn from our brand. And the reason this has all happened and how I got involved in being an impact brand, which is very, um, very during COVID, very popular, but it's been a 20 plus years of doing this. And my first trade show was supposed to be the week of 9-11. And so, you know, as a new designer and we had been struck with a terrorist attack and leaving my 401k job and being like, holy shit. Like I just cared about where our friends were or like who was going to survive. Like, how do we help people? Like, you know, I, fashion was like the last thing on my mind at that point. And I remember like diving deep into, you know, I left Izod and where I was designing to start this brand and after, you know, we had, I lost my friends, my friends, 
sister passed away in 9-11. And so, you know, we were all, everybody was just, just like trying to figure out. We were, I was young. I was 23 or 24 at the time. Um, and just how do we cope? Right. And so the, the New York, the workshop trade show that I was doing was postponed to a month later. And I decided, okay, I'm going to end up doing this show. I'm going to push forward and the line would be donated to the American Red Cross from victims and families from 9-11 who had been impacted. And that was my way to say, like, I'm going to do this. And like, you know, how can I help? And so right away, you know, that was my mission. And that I decided like from that point on, anything I did within the fashion space would be driving impact and and helping those that we can. Um, and, you know, a lot of people ask me, like, did you think you were going to do that right out of the gate? And, you know, we see a lot of brands who are mission-led impact brands from out of the gate, like Tom's, you know, um, shoes. And so, I knew I would always have a nonprofit piece that I'd be donating to through the brand. I didn't think it would be that particular first trade show. Um, but, you know, at that show, Bergdorf Goodman put me on the map. And I talk about this, we'll, we'll, we'll get to my book later, but, you know, how impactful this department store is. And, you know, for New York City to be in Bergdorf Goodman, there's a documentary, Scatter My Ashes, with Isaac Misraki saying, like, if you're not in this store, you're no one. Not to say that's true, but it is a great store. And, you know, they put me on the map as a designer at my first show. And so that line got the awareness and to say that I'm donating back to the American Red Cross from victims of 9-11. So it was like such a big moment in my career being validated for my designs and then like being able to do give back from that first show and from the first store distribution. So the journey of Boy Meets Girl has been really leading in that way. And it's been, you know, various organizations from breast cancer awareness, immigrants. We did an Immigrants Are Us campaign with the Human Rights Watch, anti-bullying with the National School Climate Center's Bully Bus Program. Um, and, you know, the list goes on. And and it's really about taking what we're doing, if we're in a, a store like Burgers or Bloomingdale's or Nordstrom's or Colette or, or wherever the distribution is, that we're taking whatever you're buying, whether it's home goods or, you know, clothing or accessories, that there's some piece of you're going to pick it up and you know what we do, or you know that we're giving back through this to help those in need and to, or bring awareness to a cause. Um, and that's how I've led my career. Um, and that's why you're wearing that shirt. <laughs> I, love I love this shirt. It's very simple message, but impactful. And I, that actually leads me to my next question, because certainly there are, you know, so many causes that are worthy of your support of the, the co-branding aspect. But I'm wondering, how do you find, you know, the next collaboration, the next cause to stand behind? You know, it's a really great question. Um, I'll take you like through the beginning. So, in, from like 2002 to around 2009, I really focused on, or and and until now, but I focused on breast cancer awareness for those who are younger, under the age of 40, and um, anti-bullying. 
And I took, I had chosen those two or like different organizations and causes because my grandma had passed away from breast cancer. And I hadn't like met anyone who had had breast cancer younger, but I was like, I'm reaching the youth through the brand. How can I do that? And so I found an organization called survivor. I'm sorry. Young Survival Coalition for Breast Cancer. And that's who I, I met a, a young woman at the time who became a dear friend, Kristen Martin. Martin, I can never, I did this for my audio and I was like, come on, I can do this. Kristen Martinez. Um, and cause I've always said her name, may she rest in peace wrong. And I'm so sorry. Um, so we met at an, uh, a theory store, and she had stage four cancer when we met and she, her hair was growing back and she was like full of life. And you're, she's like, you're going to do this with me. You're going to do this with me. I'm like, fuck, I came here to like donate some money, make some bags. And I'm like, she like just grabbed me. And for five years, we just like rocked and rolled. I did all the in living pink galas with her. We, we did collaborations with um, urban outfitters. We raised over $25,000 together for the organization. And she just like, I lead my life, a lot of what I do to like share her legacy. Um, I actually currently have a partnership with Pink Hands for Cancer. Um, Tony, who is one of the co-founders and I came together because of our friendship with Kristen. Actually, we met at that one of our first galas together where we were fighting for the same like live auction thing. And we always said we're going to work together one day. And we actually he started Pink Hands for Cancer. So I have a whole campaign that's happening right now that we focus on seven thrivers and their stories ranging from 16 to 50. Um, and it, it's, we've made a whole recycled chair out of can or a chair made out of recycled cans, which is pretty fucking awesome. But um, anyway, so the, you know, breast cancer in young women, cancer in young women has been like something that I really wanted to educate our consumer. And then anti-bullying was like in the beginning of there was no digital media. There was no like, you know, Instagram, Twitter, but there was like forums and there was starting to be YouTube. And I just saw like, there was going to be issues with the digital space. And I, I maybe was like through forums that I knew that like bullying was going to happen more and more. And I was linked to the National School Climate Center's anti-bullying program in 2009. And I just felt like this is an, this is something we need to talk about. My son is eight now. And like the resources that I've learned from the Bully Bus program, I now like applied discussing with him. So he's he really is like an upstander and like stands up for what he believes in. And I feel so proud, even if like he has like a little mustache and he's eight, but like you know, someone was like, your mustache, you have a mustache. And I was like, and he didn't get upset. He just was like, okay, you know, so how do you educate the youth is really what I've learned through the bully bus program. And, um, and so I've really focused on doing that over the course of 20 plus years or 15 plus years now. And those are the two organizations that I was very heavily involved with. And, and I still am. And then over time, you know, you asked, how do you choose those organizations? And I guess I'll, I'll, 
I'll cut to more of like the pandemic and what happened. A lot of people reached out to me because of what I had done and like being an impact brand to work with me during that time. And so what happened was um, the survivor core led by Diana Barrett, she was looking to make masks, you know, I think it was April, 2020. And so we could sell them and donate back to her organization at the time was to glam for good before she was set up as a 5013C, but she just was like, I, we need to do this. And so she came to me to partner with her, but I thought we need to do this. This is like timely. This is reactive to what's going on. And if I can figure out how to make these masks, we're going to do it. And I had one factory in Canada who was set up to make masks for, hospitals and also for boy meets girl and so we were very lucky it we were like the first to make these masks and we donated in the beginning two thousand dollars to glam for good and over the course of x partnership a lot more money to survivor core and and then at the same time you know the george floyd incident happened and I've been working with youth over guns and gathering for justice for, for years prior to that. And the boys who have the, um, they're, they go, they hug each other, a black boy and a white boy. Um, they're called Welligan, Maxwell and Finnegan. The parents reached out to me to do a collaboration, to bring back that image that went like viral the year before and to raise awareness and to give money to an organization, um, in lieu of what was happening. And so again, like in those instances, they, people reached out to me, but I felt like this is really important and I want to do this. So it's, it's the way I go about it is very different. Like from the beginning of time to react, reactive to selecting the organizations to sometimes people reaching out. And I feel, you know, so grateful that like I can, make these things happen and donate money to these causes to help. Yeah. And you mentioned you have a son, Dylan, who's eight. And now a lot of times, you know, entrepreneurs or businesses, you know, they're running a certain way and then a child comes into play and then they're, then they decide, oh, it's time to be impactful. It's time to sort of give back their people sort of landscape, the way they view the landscape changes. You've always done that. So I'm curious when Dylan came into the mix, what changed for you from from the business mindset? Oh, that's a good question. Um, what changed for me? Nothing. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Cause you were already doing that sort of thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's, it's, it's interesting. I'm like, I, I look back at that time. I'm like, I was on the way to the hospital. He was three weeks early and I was launching in Nordstrom's and I was about to interview a new employee and it was like 4am and I'm like calling the girl being like, I can't interview today. Actually, I emailed my human resources, but I was like doing that on the way. Nordstrom's, you know, I, I went to the doctor before and they were like, you're on time, but I wasn't on time. Um, so like, and then we had to ship Nordstrom. What I did do is I guess, I don't know if this is the question, but like, I, I stayed home for three months. I didn't go back to work to the office. I was like, I'm going to take my three months like remote. It wasn't remote being full mommy. It was remote working and mommy. Um, but I was like, I'm staying here and I'm going to like breastfeed. I'm going to do the walks. I'm going to, you know, be present. Um, 
and so that I I did do that. But as far as like, you know, sh- I guess the question is like, what did what did I take that was like from impact in terms of like education? Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that like he said to me the other day, like I've learned everything about entrepreneurship from you and like what work ethic is, and I was like. Like I'm doing it right. Um, and I think I had two, you know, we, we had like a year and a half of homeschooling hybrid, um, that I had the privilege to be at home and educate him and work and create masks and talk about donating money and causes. So I think what was really, really beautiful during that time is that, he with other kids created a lemonade stand during COVID and donated that money to No Kid Hungry. And so I was like, I was witnessing like he's learning about what selling something means and the impact it has. And like, he was proud of it. And I think it was just like, okay, he's like, I haven't stopped. I continue to work and he understands that, but I am present to be here for him. Whereas other mothers during that time or doctors or paramedics or nurses were not, you know, I'm getting my blood taken maybe a year into it. And, you know, talking to the woman who's doing my blood and she was like, I've been here the week after, you know, and I was like, really? And I just didn't, I was so like thankful for that. I got to be home, you know, and, and thankful for, all the doctors and the nurses and the people on the front lines and didn't realize like at that time, what a privilege that was. Right. It sounds like he's super aware of everything that you're doing and it's really impacting him also in like an amazing way. I mean, of course, you know, we always talk about leading by example, but it looks like you are (laughs) really doing that. You're very aspirational. Certainly, I'm trying to think of like different ways to, you know, incorporate these causes and these ideas about giving back with with our own kids. I mean, aside from running your own amazing, impactful business, do you have any suggestions on how parents can bring those sort of ideals into the home? Yeah, I I really think that um, for for anti-bullying efforts to look at bullybus.org or the National School Climate Center's website. There's just like these incredible tips of how to be an upstander. And what does that mean? And like, you know, we have, and I actually, I've just recently bought some books. I, I, um, I can look on my Amazon link. I don't remember the author's names, but they're about like being a, be, a good human. Like when you're faced with these challenges, what do you say? Um, so I think that like, I love their website of, of what they give for parents, educators, and the student. Um, I also like, I recently had something happen where like Dylan became really frustrated in his sports activities. He's an athlete and he's a soccer player and he, he had a moment and I reached out to um, a coach that he had had, like who had taught him basketball in the past and a cousin who's a, a college football player. And I said, can you send me what you would say to an athlete who doesn't like to lose, you know, and like, how do you, how, or if he's being challenged by someone on the court or on the field, what is, what, what do you tell them? And so I put, I cut out their words 
and put them on the wall. So he reads that like every day or every week, right? And especially like when he had this moment. And, you know, I think that like those kind of things, like putting it on the wall and sharing you know, inspiration from people the kids love, whether it's an author or whether it's an athlete, whether it's a, you know, uh, a singer, you know, Justin Bieber, we talked about, you know, it's something that like they've got through or they, they're a part of, like if they see an artist who is giving back in a hospital or doing, um, you know, uh, making packages for, for kids in need, like things like that, that they see someone who inspires them, then they are like, oh, I want to do that. So if it's not directly in the home and and the parents not doing those things or isn't part of their world, then that's, I would say like, those are ways to get them really inspired. Um, But definitely like those coaches and my cousin for him and like the struggle of certain um, sports activities was so amazing. I was like, Oh, I want to make a book on all these quotes. I'm like my next book. (laughs) Oh, right here. You heard it first. (laughs) Okay. So we're going to get into the book, but I have one more question before we dive into the book. So, so we're, you know, we have, we sort of on social media, you and I are sort of like friends with a lot of the same people. And so, you know, sometimes you see things like pop up and I, whenever I see you on social media commenting, it is always, it's, so sweet and kind and present and it's something that I've just noticed over the last few years that I've known you and I I take it as sort of like I'm I'm trying to like be eloquent here in my words but it's sort of like you're busy I'm busy but for you to go ahead and take the time to comment or cheer on a colleague or something like that it's sort of it's a very noticeable thing that you do. And I get that's very on brand. Not uh, that it's really that I'm sort of minimizing it by saying that because I think it definitely comes from a deeper place, but it's sort of in alignment with your company and your mission and stuff like that. But I also want to know why it's so important because it's very inspiring as well to have those sort of interactions those positive, encouraging interactions on social media. Like, because I know it, 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 it takes a second, but it's also kind of like, we're so, we're spread so thin already. It really, so I think you understand what I'm asking. I totally understand. Yeah. So I think it comes from, I did a, a talk at Pandora Music years ago. And I was saying that in the very beginning of my career, I answered every email like that came into sales at Boy Meets Girl or customer service. It was like a one woman show in the beginning. Right. And every editor who came by and like I was answering because it was the beginning and I had to be all hands on deck. And so over the course of, you know, 20 plus years, I love, I love that interaction. It got me moving. It was like, you know, times I was working till 4am and then I was in the New York times and I'm like, what, who's this editor? And like, at that point you only had email, you had no way to like thank them. And so to me, it's like, I call it like, you know, true customer service. Like when I launched, when I, you know, in Bergdorf Goodman, that first season, I went, I had learned. So I had worked for Ellie Tahari prior and at Ellie Tahari, Christopher Lapilis, who owned Theory, Theory, also worked there. And so before you start Theory, and what I saw from them was that they would go to the stores and talk to the salespeople. So when I launched, 
I was like, the only way they're going to learn about who the brand is, where we come from, why I'm donating back to the American Red Cross, all these things is if I go there. And I went there, I talked to, you know, 40 salespeople at the time, I think it was maybe, maybe not 40, maybe it's like 20, but like a lot of salespeople for me at the time. And looked them in the eye and told them like what we what I was about. And I was 24. They were in probably range from like 30 to 50. And I think at that point they like were like, oh, she's legit. Like she really she like cares about her brand. Like she's not like someone who's just like sending stuff. And and so for me, that human relation, like even now, like is so important to connect because that's how I grew. So, you know, even when I have had and have digital help or, you know, digital sort, you know, boy meets girls handle, you know, we have different people running different things, but I still come and I'm like, Oh, that's me, Stacey Eagle, like from the DM, because it makes me so excited. So I do take the time like to respond. I, I love like everybody who's supported me, I'm going to take like an hour or two out of my day or in the nighttime to like see what they're doing and like, and support them. And so I think it's just been like innate in me from growing a brand from the ground up. And like, I just, I haven't stopped. Sometimes my husband's like, you're just crazy. (laughs) But I was like, this is, this is who I am. And this is like, I grew a brand from like no family in the business and, you know, from Chicago and, everything was a new relationship, a new friendship, a new collaborator, all from the ground up. So those relationships are so king for me. Like it's so important and it's, it's how I am, where I am today. It's why people are in my book, like who I've asked to be in my book. Like it's, it's, um, you know, and, and they're true relation there. Those are real relationships. Like I really genuinely care about those people. I love to hear that. I think, you know, relationships are everything. And with that, let's get into embracing the calm in the chaos. I cannot wait to get my hands on this book. Um, so tell us about it. I I mean, tell us about the inception, the inspiration. Um, we got to know. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. I, I can't believe it. <laughs> and right behind me, Vanna White. There you go. Um. So I've been speaking like, you know, for many years to students and parents and children um, about building a brand Um, from like college tours to uh, speaking engagements at Alice Tully Hall, like all these different, you know, things that I've been doing throughout my career. And, And then I started Boy Meets Girl University in 2000, I think in 10 or 11, um, which was to give back to students, whether it was unrepresented students from the Lower East Side Girls Club to students who came from, you know, colleges that just brought their programming to us. But it was about educating them on what happens within a business, more top level social media, production, PR, you know, employees, but, you know, giving them that those resources to learn. So when we all were in dealing with a global shutdown, um, 
I was not traveling, doing New York Fashion Week shows, going to the office, getting on planes to go to Europe for launches. Um, so, of course, I had to add something to my list. <laughs> but but really, seven years ago, I wanted to start to write this book. And I met with my now ghostwriter, Emily Liebert, who said to me in that meeting, you need to do this, 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 and this, this. And I was like, oh no, like, I'm like, I, how could I, like, I, there was no way, like, I'm at this, I'm flying to Finland, I'm going to, like, I can't, I can't even do that, you know? So seven years later, I emailed her and I'm like, I'm ready to write my book. Um, and she was like, let's talk. So, um, and why did I, why was I ready? I just felt like 21 plus years in it. I know I'm not like, this old, old person, you know, but I just felt like I was ready to share the journey and continue to educate an entrepreneur, uh, a new entrepreneur, someone in the midst of a business for five years, someone who's thinking of changing a job and starting their own business. And I wanted to share with them that it's not easy and that you have to work a lot. And and what it takes to do it and all the things on my journey. It's like literally like, here's my book and I can move to Florida. No, I can move to Hawaii. <laughs> like here it is, circle that contact and I'm out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, it really is. <laughs> so I just felt like it was time. And Emily was able to, uh, Emily said to me again, you need to do this. You need to do that. You need an agent. And again, this was like the way my way is very different than someone who like self publishes, which I think is amazing too, but I really wanted an agent. I wanted to have a great, you know, big company behind me like Harper Collins and who is my uh, publisher. And that was the way I wanted to go. I was like, okay, 20 years of growing something, blood, sweat, and tears, hard fucking work, raising capital, multiple partners. I'm going to get the right agent and I'm going to get the right publisher. And so I was blessed because at the time that I was looking, the agent and the publisher were looking also for a woman led impact brand. And, you know, sometimes timing is like gold and sometimes it's not. And, you know, many, many times I've been turned down in my career. And this was one of those things that like all the dots connected. And so it's really my story. It's a memoir business book that takes you through the beginning to where I am now. And within each chapter are store our stories but also takeaways for your own self for your career and so whether that's protecting your assets which is a-s-s-e-t-s um for all the legal stuff you have to do to protect a trademark or you know the things that have happened along my journey and how to protect yourself or you know takeaways of being collaborations and what does that mean and all the effort that you have to do and who you have to work with. And so, and then woven in the book, I have, um, and you're the first to know this, um, there are 17 interviews, sorry, 16 interviews um, with friends in the business from actors, musicians, uh, top leaders of department stores and big box retailers to friends, all the people who I've worked with or have put me on the map or have like been my best friend alongside me who've 
started from the ground up and grown something. Um, and I have interviews with them on their journey, how it relates to my journey. And then I have about 20 other quotes from everybody I've worked with in the business from, again, same type of people, musicians, entrepreneurs, publicists um, that have like an inspiring quote or not in, like something that's really tough that is woven into the story. So it's got a lot of people involved talking about like those collaborations. Um, and everybody who is in the book, I emailed one day and everybody answered within five minutes. Literally. There you go. That's the power of relationships. It, it really is. Like I still have the chills from it. And like, I, and I always like, I'm about, about to cry because it's like, you know, you realize like, holy shit, like you've done stuff. Like you really made an impact and like, you don't take the time in this to like really step back right until you're doing these interviews where you're like having an Oprah moment <laughs> I'm making myself cry but like that's you know it really is um it's like such a blessing I am so grateful um and I do believe like the book you know it's called embracing the calm and the chaos which is like very timely in our lives right now of what's happening on employment, women in the workplace, like, and I do hope it like, you know, inspires the next generation on top of, of us who are in it right now. You know, I look back and I read these chapters cause I read it over and over again. And then I had to do the audio recently and, um, you know, and I'm like, Oh yeah, I got to learn from that, you know? <laughs> so I think there's a lot of takeaways and, um, and it doesn't to me feel like a tip book. It's really my memoir, you know, with these takeaways, which is great because I really wanted it to be my voice. I think that's fantastic. I love the idea of sort of weaving your story, uh, weaving practical, you know, actionable tips in with your story. I mean, that's the best way to learn. And certainly, you know, you are a wealth of experience. Um, we have been, I feel like you and I could just talk and talk and talk, but I want to make sure we know where to get your book. I'm assuming it's wherever books are sold on, I think it's already like the number one, like new release on Amazon right now. Like, well, we're filming this in advance, but like, hopefully it stays. <laughs> yes. It's number one in new releases, fashion and business right now for the hardcover and the Kindle, which is very interesting. Um, but yes, it's where all books can are sold. Um, you know, once this is out indie stores and there'll be a whole list on our websites, you can check on stacyeagle.com, boymeetsgirlusa.com, uh, HarperCollins. So really um, support it where wherever you can. You mentioned so much about um, what you sort of hope people take away from this book. And you said it's really for anyone on anywhere sort of in their journey. And of course, this is a show um, really for mothers, right? You know, we're on mom.com and that's the bulk of our audience. So if you were speaking just to the mothers, working mothers, stay-at-home mothers who might be, you know, browsing Amazon or Barnes and Noble or the indie bookstore in their neighborhood and they saw this book, what would you hope they were to get out of that, of reading it? I think that it's for, you know, a mom who wants to understand you can do multiple things. You can own a business, you can be there for your family, you can give back. And so if you're in the, in the moment of you've been a stay home mom, which I, I recently met like for five years and you're starting your own label, right? So it's like new for you. 
this is an important like takeaway book to show you, you can do it. Right. And it's not going to be easy, but if you really, really, really want it, you can do it. And there's so many resources for you. Like you have Shopify. Now you have digital social media. You can sell on social media. Like it's a whole other ball game from like, even what I share. Right. Cause I didn't have that for the first decade of my business. So I, I really believe that it's there for moms to inspire them that they can do it. And, and I also think it's really important to understand that some there's give and take, like some days you're going to be a great mom and some days you're going to be a great businesswoman. And it's not always together at the same time, but don't feel guilty about it. And some, you know, there's a lot of times where I felt sad. I couldn't be at X, Y, Z for Dylan And even going through this book, my mom was an entrepreneur and we talked about the times where she felt that way. We're all, we all will feel that way, whether we're a stay-at-home mom or we're a working mom. So I I think that it, it will inspire maybe the moms who have been out of work for a while to maybe pick something up and do something with a friend. Um, And and it doesn't have to be grandiose. Like my book is very much, um, there were so many great leaders that I love memoirs. I love documentaries. And most of those books like gave me like, oh, shit, I have to raise more money and more money and more money to like do this, to be a global brand and like put stores all over the world. And I didn't, there was no, like, there was no female perspective of like, you can do it and you can also be present for your family. And that was something that took me a long time to understand I could do. Love it. Well, Stacey, thank you so much. This has been such a fabulous conversation. You already mentioned where we can get the book and where we can find you on social media. So again, thank you so much for the, for your time. I, I obviously, you know, I adore you and I love talking to you. So (laughs) we'll see you in person at events for this. I can't wait. I can't wait. All right. (laughs) 